And good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Cardcast. This one is episode 93, and the debate is on, as I'm Owen Newkirk, and of course, he's Sean Shapiro, and we're careening onto I-35 as we head out from a Stars 2-1 to loss to the Edmonton Oilers tonight at the AAC. And being episode 93, there are some pretty good options. Johan Franzen of the uh, Detroit Red Wings... A Scott Gomez weighed more 93 once with the St. Louis Blues for a Is year. Is that who you were with? I was wondering. You just had 2016 out of the blue. Um, Mike Camilleri with the Calgary Flames once, one year. Um, some more recent ones perhaps would be Jake Voracek with the Flyers. Still wears it. Doug Waite wore it late in his career with the Islanders. Uh, Mika Zabinajad wears it right now with the New York Rangers. But, Sean, to me, forget Nugent Hopkins who is in the ice tonight, uh-huh. on the ice, not in it. To me, the argument is either Doug Gilmore or Peter Nedved, and I like them both, but I think Gilmore's got to be the one, right? i got to go with uh, Doug Gilmore uh, Killer, I believe the nickname, right? I think so. Yeah. All right, so this is the Doug Gilmore episode. Yeah, uh, I actually have a, uh, before we... Oh, uh, Sean, we could go goalie guilt, Darren Poopa. Really? Was that Tampa a Bay Lightning, <laughs> 94 through... Stars do play Tampa on Thursday. Honorable mention for the Honor, goalie. Honorable mention. Because how many goalies were in 93? That's true. Other, one. other honorable mention. Um, unfortunately, didn't get their name, but uh, thank you to uh, two listeners that were sitting right in front of the press box tonight that oh? uh, reached up and said uh, hello, and they loved the car cast. Ah, so yeah. you, you know who you are, and uh, thank you for listening. Yes. And, and throw um, something at Sean the next time. No, don't do that. <laughs> I encourage the best behavior in our fans. <laughs> All right, so this is the Doug Gilmore episode, yes. but with a vicious debate. Okay. All right, so on we go. Sean, the Stars came in on a five-game point streak, 4-0-1. Yes. The Oilers had lost four in a row, 0-3-1. Uh-huh. And we talked in our pregame show about how this the special teams battle pitted the number one ranked power play in the league for Edmonton against the third best penalty kill and was rapidly becoming maybe the best. 41 straight or 40 straight home penalty kills successfully uh, coming into the game, six games without a power play goal allowed. And unfortunately, I think the Stars gave the Edmonton power play too much of a workout tonight. Oh, yeah. Uh, they took six penalties, five of them tripping calls. And um, it was, you know what? It's something funny, Owen. You know how we can tell sometimes from post-game comments what certain talking points were given to players? Sure. Um, all three players we spoke to today, and Rick Bonus said, and Stars head coach uh, Rick Bonus talked about how it was the best road penalty power play in the league versus the best home penalty kill in the league. Yep. All three players brought it up. Maybe I don't know if Jamie Lakes like, brought up your post-game show or not. But um, I don't know if he mentioned the numbers, but... but yeah, but it was something where even Jason Dickinson almost got the percentage within a couple points. I think huh. talking about so clearly it was a talking point tonight. Um, the coaches were aware of this and they were sharing it with yes, the players. They were aware of this sharing with the players. Now the coaches were not expecting to hand out six uh, six power plays to the Oilers. Well, it and, started what seventy seconds. In? Yeah, seventy seconds. That was the Cogliano one. Yes. Yeah. Yep. The tripping call and. Um, I think it's one of those where you kind of got the vibe, and we're talking about this kind of maybe this, you know, 
overall the penalties. I kind of got a vibe. None of the players wanted to go as far to call out the referees. They were not happy. Excuse me as I yawn here late on the night. But I got a bit of a vibe of... Um, Andre Sekera kind of said, well, some were good calls, some were calls. And, some uh, were calls. And, uh, that is a factual statement. They were so, calls. Um, and uh, so, and there are some you can debate. Um, I had, like, one. There's one that stands out to me that's the worst. Which one is that? Jamie Alexiak. So I called for tripping when he smoked, was it Archibald, at the blue line with a shoulder. To me, so. It is hard to get a tripping call with your upper body. So here's the thing for me on that one. Um, in live action, I thought it was the right call. I did too. I, it, when it happened, I went, oh, no. In, in live action, I thought it was a – in live action, I thought it was the right call. I thought it looked like a dirty hit live. I thought it looked like a knee on knee. Right. And I thought that was – I thought that was – so I understand why the refs made that call. But I, – I, When I go back and rewatch it, Alexiak actually misses with the upper body. He does. No, he does. I thought I got him with the shoulder. No, he actually misses. The hip? He misses with the upper body, but his hip catches him because of how tall Jamie Alexiak is. It's it's a hip check basically to the stomach slash chest area. So, so a, he made the primary point of contact is the torso. Pretty much, yeah. It's, it's so it is it is a play though where I understand why the refs made that call in real time. When they go back and look at it, yes, they will not feel great about that call. Right? Is that Correct. fair? That is fair to say. I also there are also other calls not. There are also other calls in the NHL that are much worse where you can say, I have no idea why they made that one. This one, you look at it in real time, and you can understand why they made it. I um, thought it was some of the trippings were a bit ticky-tack, but yes. And I think, and obviously, the one thing is refs don't – I am not a big proponent of refs screwing one team over the other. I think what comes around comes around for everyone at some point. Um, and I think Rick Bonas also admitted, as he said after the game um, – we did. We put our sticks in areas where refs were forced to make calls on whether it was tripping or not. And um, I'm laughing because we just got a question that divulges some insider information about what you were talking about with your fellow writers about me. What? Uh, we'll get to it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it basically sells you out by saying that you were talking about my afternoon to other writers. <laughs> now you know what I'm talking about. All right. So anyway. Uh, so, yeah, so the, the penalties were an issue. They did kill off five of six. So, Bonus was very pop, positive about his penalty kill, as I think he should have been. Yeah. The problem was the Stars were on the PK too much in the game tonight, and it also hurt their ability to get rhythm and roll their four lines. Yeah, it just, it, it kind of, for the players that don't play on the penalty kill, and Alexander Radulov, for example, it kind of takes you out of sorts. For the players that do kill a lot of penalties, um, Jason Dickinson, things like that, really taxing for the on the third game in four nights too, like yeah. really taxing. Um, but give him credit. I mean, the penalty kill. Um, no matter what you want to say about the Stars team, they're one of the best penalty killing teams in the NHL, and um, they. Just, I mean, it's just kind of further proven tonight. Um, they had, they did allow the one goal. It was uh, actually a nice, really really nice play by Alex Shazon actually. Oh, that in that battle, the legs. yeah, and. Uh, that was that ended up being the game winner um, with uh, Alex Shazon. Give him credit. Someone who after that trade, after that trade out of Dallas and the Jason Spezza trade, I believe to Ottawa, he has uh, turned two PTOs, I believe, into a nice little last three years. He got a Stanley Cup Stanley in Washington. Cup Caps. Washington scored 22 goals last season. 
is playing on the first power play with the best player in the world right now. Like, good for uh, Alex as someone who you and I both know decently good well. Guy. Decently like well. Like a lot. Yeah. Was a big fan of his when I had him in the AHL with Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we, we glossed over the first one. Yeah. So the passing sequence that led to Zach Cassian's goal, which opened the game, was Darnell Nurse from the left point, a cross-ice diagonal pass to Connor McDavid to the right circle, and then he went back across the green into the slot to Cassian, who had a wide-open net. The problem wasn't that he had a wide-open net. The problem was that he was wide open. Yeah. And the Stars got caught staring at 97 yes. with the puck. And I understand why everyone's thinking he's going to be the – the danger, you know, cross ice pass to McDavid, you got to be ready for him to shoot. He made a very good pass, and the Stars got caught. Yeah. Caught watching. Yeah. So that's the first goal. Yeah. Second goal was the power play goal, and Drysettle, two things. One, it was an absolutely beautiful play by Chason to catch the McDavid pass right in front of Ben Bishop and then backhand it through his legs because that's very hard to predict that he's going to do that and thus cover the guy on the backside. But Drysettle didn't mess around. He got the puck and he finished it. And there are a couple of times in the game tonight where I saw Stars players have an opportunity to shoot right away, and they hesitated, waited a minute, handled the puck for a second before shooting, and the window closed. And then we'll, we'll get to the passing out comments in a minute. Okay? Yeah. So there's the second goal. Really nice play. Uh, the big for me, Sean, the big play of the second period was the Stars finally had a power play. It was a little 4-on-4 four four carryover. Then they had a little over a minute of power play right at the beginning of the second period. And Alexander Radulov had the best chance of the middle frame, where Sagan took a quick shot from the point, Koskinen made the save with his left pad, and he kicked out to the right circle, and Radulov pounced on it on his backhand and threw it toward the net. Koskinen made the save. At first glance, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Okay, good save on a rebound. They showed the overhead view. I actually saw it on my Twitter feed, but also I'm sure they showed it on TV. The Koskinen save there was incredible. He made the save on Sagan and then had to push laterally to his left, stick out his six foot seven frame with his left pad, and get a toe on Radulov's shot. Otherwise, it goes in the net. And that, I mean, it would have been 2 1 early second period, would have changed the game. That, to me, that was his best save of the night. No, it was. That was Koskinen's best save of the night. He was, I mean, you know what? For someone who's taken some, uh, someone who's taken some flack for mainly because you think about that contract he was given after the one year, uh, I thought he was. I think he's kind of turned that storyline a little bit. I think a lot of people expected Mike Smith would be playing a lot more. Yes. For Edmonton this year, um, he was good tonight. Um, I didn't think. I was going to good. Yeah, I didn't think he had to be great, but he was good, and he was that that one save as you mentioned was great. I didn't uh, think he was Anton Hudobin with no help in front of him. Great. Exactly. But that's also to be fair, he made the saves he had to make. Yes. Um, I also am a big fan of uh, of Koskinen wearing 19. I just I, I think are it's, you? I, I I like when goaltenders are allowed to wear number. I like when goaltenders are break away a little bit from tradition with the numbers and stuff like that. I'm okay. It's like, it's a weird number to me. It's a that's a forwards number. Yeah. Right. 19 is Steve Eiserman, Joe Sakic. Goaltender right? can do it because a goalie is not going. You're not going to look at that number and be like, oh wait, what position is he playing? No, that's true. It's it's not as bad. As, it's the same as the guys that wear 70 I, or 
it's, whatever. It's, it's not as bad as when, like, forwards wear number three. Or Darren Poco wearing 93. <laughs> I, I don't like when forwards wear number three because I think it's defensive. So you're against Charlie Coyle. Oh, my gosh. You're, yes, it's Charlie Coyle is the one. <laughs> what about Ryan Donato wearing six? Six is... Six is a defense number. Six is you close. really look yeah. traditionally. Yeah. I like seven as a forward, though. Yeah, seven's a good forward number. Yeah, uh, Matt Cullen. It's, it's interesting, yeah, because the Minnesota traded Charlie Coyle to Boston for yes. Ryan Donato, of course. And I remember when that happened, one of the things I was very happy about was not having to watch the Minnesota Wild at least five times a year now. With number three. With number three. I don't know why it bothers you that much. I get it. I don't know why it does, but it does. Okay. okay? Um, it's funny that bothers you, but 19 as a goalie does. Because the goalie's a goalie. He's wearing pads. You're not going to... Why even have a number then? Exactly. Maybe because you can't tell the difference between the two goalies. you got to... One's, one's six, seven, the other's six, five. Right? right? Mike Smith's pretty tall. Yeah. All right. So the one other play I wanted to highlight the second period before we get to the third was a defensive play by Jason Dickinson. He stole a goal or saved a goal late in the second frame. Dreisaitl threw it across the ice, and he had James Neal wide open for a slam dunk. And Dickinson got his stick out in the lane and picked it off and skated away. He doesn't make that play. 3 nothing. game over. Thanks yeah. a lot for playing, right? Dickinson was, had an interesting night because of the types of players that kept taking penalties. Como took a penalty. Cogliano took a penalty. I think Como took two. Como took two. Because of the other main penalty killers that were taking penalties, Jason Dickinson's minutes on the on shorthanded really racked up tonight, and I thought he was really good I did too. In, in that role. Um, the, uh, the other thing you have to, I mean, you want to talk about the, the missed rushes now, the no shots? The four-on-one? The four-on-one, and then later the three-on-two? Yes, let's do it. Because to me, those were the two moments that, that kind of... That was the big play in the second period. Th- those, were the, those were the two big plays for me that embodied what the Stars did wrong offensively tonight. I mean, I'm, yeah, because the next thing after that is to talk about the scramble at the end. Exactly. So, so the Stars overpassed. They got too cute. Um, Rick Bonus said it's, sh- it's, it's on them for not shooting more. His quote uh, was, shame on us for not shooting when we had the opportunities. Yeah. And, Which I thought was a great line. Yeah, and the big one is so obviously there's the four on one. Alexander Radulov carries it in. Um, he makes the pass to Jamie Ben, and Jamie Ben does not get the shot off. It is give Oscar Clefbaum some credit for getting back. That Go is, back. Yeah, yep. that is a play where because uh, you have uh, Adam Larson is laying prone on the ice, and it's almost a four on zero with him laying prone on the ice. Yeah, I mean you 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 captured some of the screen yeah. grabs and tweeted them. Yeah. And in those moments, it beca- it went from a four on one to a two on zero essentially. Pretty much because when Clefbaum's behind, say, uh, Ben Ben has the puck on his stick. He has Sagan open to his left, but he's literally standing between the hash marks yeah. in the low slot yeah. with Koskinen set, but not in a butterfly. Yeah, I know it's. I mean, screenshots or grabs or yeah. bang bang kind of. That's got to be a shot, it's right? Be a shot. He's there. right in the middle. He's looking to try to make another crazy yeah. pass to make it look Showtime fancy. He doesn't try to make that pass, but that moment he takes to think about that pass, that's when Clefbaum catches him. Correct. So, it was disappointing. Look, yeah. this isn't about just Jamie Beck. No, it's not. It's, it's He was just the one on this example. And the Stars overall over What about the three-on-two? The three-on-two, that, that's one where they come in, and I actually, I'm not overly, it's a play where, the pass is an attempt by Gurionov to hit Sagan going down the right side. And it's a play that I think we get. I'm being overly picky about because of the four-on-one. And the other yeah. times where they yes. were trying to force and it the other through passes. a seam. 
to me, it's a play where I'd rather see, you know what, I'd, I'd love to see Gurionov take the low, hard shot, low pad. Let's say he can go for the rebound. I'm trying to remember, Sean, and maybe you'd remember it too. There was a play in the in – the, it, it was either the first or the third period. On the rush, I think it was Hentz, gains the line on the left side, comes in and he has a lane to the net to shoot. Instead, he plays it to the right side trying to hit Yanmark, and he gets broken up. And when he made that play – if, even if Yanmar catches that, he's in a worse angle, worse position. Now, I understand that the analytics suggests that if you pass the puck across the center line, which is the imaginary line that bifurcates or splits the, 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 royal, mid- the royal road, as some right, people like to call it, the middle yeah. of the crease or the middle of the ice. Yeah. So if you make the goalie go side to side, your odds of scoring a goal go up. If you do it twice, it's even higher, blah, blah, blah. I get that. But that was one of those examples where you go, shoot it. Yanmark's open a little bit, but he's also in position to go for a rebound. If you shoot low and hard, yeah. you know, you can go he can go get that. Yeah. Multiple times tonight, and I'm not trying to pick on one no, player. No, 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 I know. Multiple times tonight we saw instances where you're in a good position to shoot and you're trying to make an even better play. And I love playmakers, but when it's when you're fighting for a goal, just get it on net. Just get it on net. And I mean the same thing I felt happen on the power play as well. Um, overpass into the power play, and that's not uncommon with this team. And then even at the end, the six on five. So the Stars do score. Tyler Sagan breaks the uh, – the, so kind of gets back on the game. Um, Tyler Sagan scores for the first time since November 21st. 11-game yep. drought. Um, it would have tied a career high, I believe. Yeah, I believe I saw that. Uh, was the, His career long was 12. Yeah. Um, I think I saw it on a note on – Maybe 31 thoughts. I, I I saw it a couple of games. It wasn't today. Yeah. It might have been last game. But anyway, obviously, it's a big deal for him. Even if it's – I know it's probably frustrating that it's not a win. Yeah, you could you could hear some kind of uh, uh, at ease, basically, in his voice after the game. Like, obviously, not want to be – they never wanted to lose this game, but you could kind of see, like, a sense of kind of a weight relief. off his shoulder. Yeah, relief. Um, but – even the six on five. So there are sometimes the stars did something's really good on the six on five. They, I thought better than they've done yeah, in a while. And you know what? The puck retrievals were really good. Really good. Puck retrievals were really good. The battles were really good. But you go back and you rewatch those final two minutes. I'd like to do it again because you did, and I haven't you, had a chance to see it. You go back and rewatch those final two minutes, and there are some chances, like the best chance of those final two minutes, in my view. Um, it's a point shot from John Klingberg. Jamie Ben gets the rebound. It goes and he pushed it wide. Well, it went through Koskinen's legs and wide. Oh, did it really? Yeah. Oh, I only saw that he missed the net yeah. so, wide left. Yeah. So I didn't notice it went it, through it the went, goal. It went leg. under Koskinen's right, pa- uh, right oh, pad and wide. That's brutal. So those Bad things luck. were good. Those things were good. But there was four opportunities um, in, the, in those final two minutes. You had, let's see. Um, well, that was before well, the no, two no, minutes. No, 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 Four opportunities in the final two minutes where I looked at where the Stars had a clean shot oh, and passed. I see. I was thinking about the yeah, ones yeah. where they actually no, created. No, 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 okay. no, no. There were good ones where they created. But take what they did. So there, there were four missed opportunities there was the, where they there, could have the, taken the, a shot. There was four opportunities, yes. Four opportunities wow. where they could have taken a shot. And the other thing, even those times they did. Did you count the one in the final half second? I did count that okay. one, yes. Because Radulov, 
with like no time on the clock, digs it out of the corner, back to the point to Klingberg. You're thinking, last ditch, yeah. desperation yeah. shot, and then he tries to pass yeah. to the right. I did count that one. Okay, the, the, you should count yeah, that no, one. It should be counted. And the other thing too, um, when they were shooting, and I'm not sure whether it's there was uh, it was uh, two or three times. I have to look at my notes. They rattled the glass too, where it was, yeah. where it was, and that's kind of an execution thing. And, and but and I don't. Either way, it's there were opportunities to get more against a goaltender who I thought had been good but didn't have to be great. And the way they were battling, the way they were winning those puck battles, you, you take those shots. Who knows? Maybe that's how you get the game. The, yeah. You tie it up. Maybe you get an ugly yeah. one and and you get to overtime, yeah. and now you're playing with house money. Yeah. On a game that. I mean, let's face it, Sean, they weren't bad, but they weren't great. No, they weren't. But it's okay. Look, third game in four days, they had points in five. You're going to lose a game here and there. It's tough that the circumstances were that they fell behind early and then they they got slogged by a Dave Tippett team. I mean, you, you typically, you kind of look at it. If you were to tell, if you were to say, hey, a team was going to lose its coach and go, um, what is it, 2-1-1 one, one now? Yep. You'd probably take it. Like, Doubles. honestly, like, you'd probably take it. Probably should have beaten the Golden Knights. Well, yeah. maybe. Vegas is a good team. No, no point. But, but I think if Beat I was... Nashville on the road, and tonight they get nothing in mean, a one-goal yeah. game against Edmonton. So, but I think if, I said, if you said, you know what, you're going to fire your coach, everything's going to be in sh- everything's going to be really in disarray as you're figuring something out right. on your new head coach to take five out of eight points, I think you'd take it, especially you with... You took five out of eight in every four-game cycle, oh, yeah. you'll take it. Yeah, and I think especially with this team, you know what? They've they've actually with what they've gone through all season and, and, and the stretches and things like with what it's been like. This is why you have a 12 game point streak and a seven game win streak is so you can lose this game, and it doesn't hurt you. Like re, like realistically, like right. yes, they lost this game, but they're going to be able to reset. They're going to go into Tampa on Thursday, and losing two to one to the Edmonton Oilers is not going to be a death sentence or anything no. like that. So, but at the same time, they do have to be careful yes. to not let a one-off turn into well, no, three. Of course, of right. course, yes. But but look, they're in a, they're they're in a fine position. Okay, so that's the recap. Okay, let's get to the lightning. Let's round. get to the lightning round as we see once again lots of construction. Construction. Yeah, I keep forgetting, by the way, that they've been blocking off Main Street mm-hmm. at the underpass slash overpass, I guess. Um, at this time of night. So the last two car casts, I've gotten almost to that light and had to do a U-turn down Memorial Drive to go to the down to the next one because frankly, I'm not. I'm still. I'm in car yeah. cast mode. Yeah. We'll see if I remember that tonight. All right. Let's get to the questions. Yeah. Twelve hours ago, Belfour's. Twelve hours ago. Twelve hours wow. ago, Belfour's billion-dollar bribe is what the. <laughs> it's an interesting name. Tonight's CarCast, a recent athletic article on Yakupov said that it's understood the NHL in the NHL that the top two players in the 2017 draft were a mistake. Have people already labeled Heashier and Patrick as sort of busts? Um, well, I, I don't think that's that's. There's a difference between busts and then asking and then looking and looking at that you took the wrong guy with the first overall pick. Um, I would not consider a Heischer a bust. Heischer no. Heischer's probably Heischer is still would have been if you in a redraft. Heischer's still a top five pick. Maybe but, a top three. Yeah. Maybe. But if you were to go back to that draft, I don't know he wouldn't be because Pedersen. No, you're right. Pedersen, Pedersen McCarr, and Heischer. So but, fourth. 
Probably, but if you if you're looking at the, where the Devils and Flyers are, and you look at those top five picks, and you said these are the five guys, you, you think they would pick differently now? They would either take Haitian and Makar or Pedersen. So I think that's and, probably a no brainer. And that's what it is. It's not. But I like Heischer. He I just hurt. Yeah. Right now. And and Patrick to me is, you know what? That's a tough one. That's a tough one. So. So yeah, I, I don't think I wouldn't call them busts. Bus is not the word I would use. There's a difference. Yeah, they're good. They're, I think they're going to be it's, fine. Patrick hurts. It's just if you redrafted, um, and and, and, and redrafted, and you looked at quick revisionist history, they would not. The same two guys would not go first. I think Merrill goes one or Makar. I think Patterson goes one. You think? I think New Jersey. I think New Jersey looks at it as a team that's drafting a. I don't know. That's a good question. I, I mean, look, I, Miro. How do you not take Miro? Or McCarr. I mean, they just—it seems you, like such a benchmark. And I know you say look, that you Andy say that, Green yeah. is getting old. Yeah. Uh, Damon Severson is 28, I think. Yeah. They no, can I, really use. You can't really go wrong with any of those three players. And yeah. and, and that's I think that's the biggest thing from New Jersey and Philly's perspective is you think about you didn't get one of those three guys, and that's nothing. This is it just that's what happened. It does indeed. Yeah. Okay. Um, Joe writes in, can we say Pavelski is the worst signing in Dallas Stars history? This was two hours ago. No, moving on. Not even close. Thank you, Joe. Casey writes in, hey, CarCast, what's your opinion about... Sorry, my question was interrupted by yet another tripping call. (laughs) That's a good one. I like that, Casey. Well played. Taylor writes in, old big rigs one or two good snipes away from being legitimate top four D-men or maybe more. Yes or no? No. Jamie Jamie Alexiak to me is a very good third pairing defenseman who can play a top four role when needed, but uh, I, I don't think he's anything more than being a I very he was really good tonight. He was really good. He's really good. But just I'm being honest. With my I think he is a third really good third pairing defenseman, a guy who could be a top four on a good team, but if on a on a really good team, I want to upgrade that top four spot over Jamie Alexiak. So here's my question. Mm-hmm. Let let's say for example that Stephen Johns comes back. Okay. Okay. We've seen him in and out of practice yes. lately. He didn't practice last Thursday, which was Bowen's first practice as head coach after the game against New Jersey. But then he was he's been on the ice the last couple of team skates, including morning skate today. Yeah. So who knows where he's at? Right. Yeah. He's been cleared for full contact practice. Uh, who knows? Right. We, yeah. We thought maybe that means a couple weeks, but. Who knows? Mm-hmm. If he comes back and he's the player we we remember, yes. How do you reshuffle your D? Well, he's your fourth. He's he's, he's right. He's, he's, he's so do, do you play with him with Haskin? Yes, he's okay. the he's the one who. So then, what happens with your third pairing? It's Alexiak on the left side, and I'm taking Secker out right now. Okay, interesting. He had a couple of bad giveaways tonight. But he's also been praised a lot lately by both the coaching staff and by um, – I heard Razor say that he's really liked his game lately. One opinion, but – Who, Sekera? Yes. I, I, he seems to be a very uh, polarizing figure this yeah, year. Yeah, he is. Among fans. Like, to me, he has been just – he's been just okay. Um, he's not been good. I mean, okay. he hasn't – there's been times he's been good, but overall... I think he's better on the penalty kill than people are giving him credit for. Yeah, but overall, I don't think he's as good as he's been praised by some others. Gallup Gus, well, that was, a di- that was a disappointing game. One of those games where it seems like there is a magnet of the same polarity on the net. 
um, also known as a repulsive force. My Carcass question, why has the Stars power play looked so bad this week? It looks to me like they, all they do is pass the puck and never shoot. Answer the question? That's kind of what he just he answered his own question. Uh, it's not just about the passing. I don't think they pass it quickly enough. Yeah. One of the things that really stood out to me with the Edmonton Oilers power play tonight was how quickly they moved it. Yeah. You think? That's what the Oilers do, though. They 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 ping the puck around. I mean, as to use a term a scout once used to me, he said he said a really good power play. They could just you could put them out there on with sneakers and they wouldn't even need uh, skates. Yeah. And just because they can pass and not, it's not about the skating, is it? Yeah. Um, Stefan writes in, seems to me like the Stars are really overpassing. Even on Sagan's goal, he randomly tried to make a pass first that came back to him. Actually, he tried to shoot. His shot was blocked. Yeah. I don't think that was a, a pass attempt. Do you? Yeah. No, yeah, I agree with that on Sagan's goal. Yes. Will writes in, what's going on with our power plays? Will we ever have a decent power play again, and why do refs continue to relentlessly punish the Stars? It's no wonder why we have the best PK on the planet. There's a lot there. Obviously, we've talked a lot about the power play, but I believe they have the talent. They they just they definitely should have a good power play, and they should have a good power play. Look who they have. Like it's... that's what I mean. They have the tools, but they've got to find the right chemistry, yeah. the right yeah. connection, and the confidence isn't there on the power play either. Yeah. But I think they could get a couple and all of a sudden feel really good about themselves. Yeah, and you have, and as far as the penalties go. I know people like to blame the refs. I just, I, I, I'm not. I don't think you can blame the refs. That's the other thing. Like, I'm not really mad at them, but it was a frustrating game with, mm-hmm. as far as the penalties go. AJ writes in. I missed the first two periods, but didn't see much of Rope in the third. And checking the box score, I see he only played 12 minutes. I'm guessing it's because of all the penalties the Stars took. Do they win this game if they play with more discipline? <laughs> Yes, because they win this game. It's a good question because I don't think Edmonton scores at even strength otherwise, and so there's more discipline. Maybe we're looking at a 1-1 game, and who knows? Um, probably. I mean, I don't, I don't know. They definitely get a point. I'll, I'll put it that way. If they have more discipline, they definitely get a point. Tweeter Greeter writes in, If I took a drink every time the Stars passed when they should shoot, would I be sober, sober for work tomorrow? And then y'all should make a Stars drinking game. Depends on what you're drinking. Yes, and how often you need to imbibe on it. Mm-hmm. Um, some nights it's icing counts. Yeah. Not tonight, though. Ardell writes in, what is Sekera's value to this team? He isn't very good. Stars need a solid two-way D-man badly. This game was an undisciplined pile of dung. Next up, Sunrise, Florida. Actually, it's Tampa first, then Sunrise. Is Florida the worst attended building in the league? I don't know what their attendance is this year, but the past couple times I've been there, it's been pretty sorry. But as I've I've heard, it's been attendance have been pretty good lately. Actually, um, I think they've been playing well, and I mean you have Joel Quenville, I think has added some excitement there. I don't know that that's a better question. I don't I haven't looked at their attendance numbers yet. I haven't thought that far. Tampa's been more on my mind first. <laughs> um, Crawdaddy writes in tonight kind of sucked I'd like to be cheered up before I go to sleep so would it be possible to get a funny Brent Severin story funny Brent Severin story there's so many how do you narrow it down right mm-hmm. um, a funny Brent Severin story I don't know I don't know where to go on this one 
Sevy's a lot of fun. We like to give him a hard time. He chirps us back mm-hmm. immediately. Uh, I skate his nooner quite a bit, so that's a lot of fun. We have a yeah. good time with that. I don't know if that's particularly funny. Next we, uh, we boxing do... boxing day. If you sk- if anyone out there skates and wants to play some hockey, uh, I'm skating you. this Friday. Yeah. I know you'll probably be in Florida. I'll but... be in Tampa. On Friday? Nope, I won't be. I'll, I'll be hope, sunrise. Hopefully sunrise. Well, I'll be in, in Tampa in the morning. I have, a, I have an early flight. Okay, well, I'm just saying, like, if you're still in Tampa by the afternoon, yeah. you're not getting to the game. Yep. All right, uh, let's move on here to... Florian writes in a comment, Bone, bonus is hitch 2.0. I don't know really how you make that comment after four games. And they scored four goals against... Nashville in a game that there was the second night of a back-to-back, and today was the third and four. Um, I mean, is he? Is he's a defensive, defensive first. People coach. were also claiming that Monty was hitched 2.0, right? Yeah. A lot. So he's a defensive. He's a defensive-minded coach like Hitch, who wants to is wants his team to win games in a tough way. Obviously, he wants his teams to score more, but he right. is willing to. If we can limit the other team as much as possible. They're not going to score as much, and then we don't have to score as much. To he win. also said that they, he, he wanted his team to shoot more tonight. So he's not sitting there going, don't shoot. So yeah. there's that. Melissa writes in, Monty took over the power play, and it started being effective. Now he's gone, and so are the power play goals. What was he doing different with the team, and why aren't we still doing whatever it was? It, or is it just timing just – is the timing just spectacularly coincidental? My problem was is that they were talking about this run of – Goals. I mean, scored seven in about what eight games or nine games or something like that. They they kept talking about, hey, well, we've scored seven of our last twenty three or whatever yeah. it was. Yes, but I felt like that was more a result than a process of being a good power play. It was just they. I mean, look, you find a way to score a power play yeah. goal, you're happy with it. But there's a difference between getting one on a rush chance versus having a good setup, causing trouble, and really creating a lot of momentum. I actually thought the power play had some momentum creation tonight. They just didn't score. Yeah, I I, I think the Stars all season haven't really created. No matter who's run the power play, I don't think they've created really well in in that set formation once they get into the zone well all year, um, no matter who ran the power play. I agree. We have another power play question, too, so okay. that's that rounds out the lightning round tonight. Lots yeah. of power play. Look, it's the biggest issue the Stars face as they change coaches. Yeah. They change coaches not because of performance, but that's something that they were dealing with before and now since Rick Bonus has been named as the interim head coach, and they have to figure it out. He did say this morning that he you know, will have his giving Derek Laxdahl the point position of, hey, that's your role mm-hmm. to work on that. He will have his input, and I don't think that's going to be an overnight change. Yeah. I have a commentary on something else tonight that I wanted to bring Feel up. Feel free. Um, and people who have, if you've read the 2020, you'll see, because obviously this clip is my mind. So 547 remaining in the game. Stars, uh, Stars presentation crew, which does a really good job. They played the clip from uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. They did. They've done it before. Yes, the drum roll one where, where, where Clark's about to plug in the lights. Do you know what happens when he tries to plug in the lights after that drum roll? Doesn't it blow up like the whole neighborhood? No. It doesn't. Nothing happens. Lights don't go on. The lights don't go on. Didn't short out? No. So what happens is the lights don't go on. He has to go check the fuse box. About Everyone goes inside. About five minutes later, 
then the whole light thing goes up. It's been a while since I saw that movie. Then, then all the lights go on and blinds the neighbors and everything mm. like that. But the immediacy after the drum roll, where they're trying to get the noise up, nothing happens. I just think it's a terrible clip to use. Anticlimactic. It's anticlimactic. And you know what? And there's a reason I used it. I actually used it in my 2020 tonight because using that clip is just seems like, oh, well, we're going to drum roll, and then nothing happens. It's like having a jersey forward or a forward wearing the number three. Yes. Jersey. It just really irks you. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> um, I get your point, but that clip is not used where they show. It's it, They use it and cut it off before the lights don't go on. But I know the lights don't go on. Ah, but does everybody? You know what, though? People will want to live in the dark. Boo. <laughs> if that's in your story, I'm not reading it. <laughs> it definitely is, isn't it's it? It's not. It doesn't say yeah. that. <laughs> All right, well, that does it for tonight. We have one more planned card cast before Christmas break. the Christmas break, and that'll be a Sunday game against the Calgary Flames following the Florida back-to-back. And, Sean, here we are again, two days off, or non-game days, mm-hmm. and then another three and four with travel. Yeah, um, two key kind of just housekeeping notes. Practice 11.30 tomorrow for those interested in such. Optional. Optional. And uh, the holiday roster freeze goes into effect on Thursday, the 19th. Practice on Wednesday in Frisco as well. That will not be optional. Yes. And that'll be a good one. I imagine that morning skate will be optional on Thursday in Tampa. Yep. I, it will, it probably said. will, based, based on what Bones has done. Um, yeah. Everyone, uh, have a wonderful evening. And we will uh, talk, uh, I guess that's Sunday, right? Sunday, episode 94. And we'll talk about who gets to be the honorary jer- uniform number episode name. Is that a 6 p.m. game? 6 o'clock start on a hmm. Sunday. That's a tough time. Yeah. I wonder if they even do a morning skate. 9.30 scheduled. Hmm. I wonder. Oh, Indeed. Everyone, wonderful evening.